1500 KIVA, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk with me, Jeffrey Candelaria's Straight Talk for a Saturday afternoon. I apologize for the repeat last week, but, uh, well, you know, technical difficulties. We powered through them, and now it's time for another edition of Straight Talk with the one and only Jeffrey Candelaria, who gives it to you straight. He and his guests uh, bring you the only type of interview you can get right here in the Kiva. Jeff, take it away. Absolutely true. Thank you again, Eddie Aragon, for uh, producing the show. We appreciate that. We're with you every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. I call it Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelari because I try to be as authentic and fair as possible with uh, learned uh, conversation and topics that's relevant to... uh, to you, the listenership here, not only in New Mexico, but in Albuquerque, all throughout the country, because some of the things that are happening throughout our country have uh, global implications, national implications, local parochial implications, and it's important that we dissect uh, these issues. Today we're going to talk about economics, global economics, national economics, local economics, how this president, some of the policies and some of the uh, economic uh, policies taking place are going to affect and have already affected your pocketbook. Before we introduce my guest, who is actually a new sponsor, by the way, uh, I'd like to also thank Fundaxi, one of my other sponsors. It's a fundraising apparatus, and every week I announce different fundraising events brought to you by Fundaxi. Uh, Saturday, November 13th, we're doing a, a fundraiser at Alvarado Elementary School for Alvarado Eats Out at Shallow Grill. Actually, it's being held at Shallow Grill, forgive me, on Saturday, November 13th, and that will support Alvarado Elementary School at Shallow Grill. Monday, November 22nd, we are doing a pizza night. Uh, for more information about that, you can get a hold of uh, Fundaxi or Pizza 9 at their corporate headquarters. That's going to take place at SR Marmon Elementary School, and that'll be a pizza night at, uh, at that particular school. And then the South Valley Academy cheerleaders will be hosting a fundraiser at Pizza 9 in the South Valley on Golf Boulevard. That will be from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. to raise funds for uniforms and the like. And then November 23rd at Fonzie's Barbershop. I love that. Fonzie's Barbershop. We're going to be raising some funds there as well to support the TGRCNM. Uh, to raise awareness there. And then our final uh, fundraiser coming up is Tuesday, November 16th at Pizza Pizza 9 Elamogordo. Uh, We are providing some fundraising for the 49th CMS Booster Club. If you'd like more information about fundraising through Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria and or Fundaxi, email me at jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to sponsor Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, uh, email me again at jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. With that, I'd like to introduce my guest who is a new sponsor. I'd like to thank Pavlos Panagopoulos. It took me about 15 days to figure out how to spell and say and pronounce his name. Panagopoulos, a Greek friend of ours. He is the owner of Satera Advisor Networks here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He gives me and my family a great deal of advice regarding financial trends, financial advice, economic advice as well. Today we're going to talk about global, national, and local economics with Pavlos Panagopoulos. Welcome 
to Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelary Pavlos. Hey, Jeff. Great to be on your show again. Uh, always get great feedback uh, from our clients and the content and your Straight Talk. And, of course, Eddie Aragon uh, producing the show. So we appreciate uh, being on your show again today. Well, glad I, to be a sponsor. Absolutely. What I appreciate about you, Pavlos, is when I ask you a question about my 401k or or finances, or should I get Social Security at 62, or any of those kinds of things, you answer the question very holistically, not just in terms of a of yes or no uh, to that particular question. So for our listeners, if you're seeking out a financial advisor who really uh, dissects uh, the economics of your question individual on an individual customized basis, but also will give you context, that's something you take pride in, right? Giving people contextual answers. Yes, definitely. You know, we customize everything to our clients' needs. I'm a certified financial planner. Been that since uh, 1989. Actually, I was one of the first financial planners certified here in New Mexico. And again, we don't give cookie cutter um, advice like a lot of financial companies. Uh, we definitely sit down with the individual and work with them and find out what their needs are and customize a plan that meets their needs. So thank you. And you've got a great deal of experience with a corporation, with a local company. Uh, You travel all over Europe, all over the world. So you understand economics from a global perspective, and that's one of the reasons why you travel the world, right? Yes, I've been very blessed uh, to be with Cetera. I've been with them for 34 years, and I'll be celebrating my 35th anniversary. Um, Again, you know, independent uh, all 35 years, and I've uh, been very blessed and love traveling. My family loves to travel. My kids love to travel. We've been all over the world. And, um, you know, we just, that's, instead of having a big fancy house, uh, we like to experience things as a family and travel. And so it's been great for um, getting to know people and finding out about the world. And as a financial advisor and really a, an orchestrator of people's finances, because I know, frankly, again, this is a straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. We're not going to name names, but you have some very high wealth clients and their interests transcend, you know, simple questions sure. like what should I do with my 401k? The point is when you go to Greece, when you go to Rome, when you go to Monte Carlo and understand those economies, it helps you transfer some of that experience into some of the, the more localized uh, economies as well, right? Yes. And you know, the world is getting smaller. I mean, even here in Albuquerque, we're getting big corporations moving to Albuquerque and, People from all over the world are moving here. And again, um, the world is becoming a smaller place. And to be knowledgeable and versed on different uh, cultures and different uh, economic uh, situations. Of course, we have the best economic situation in the world here in the United States. That just traveling the world, you know, I can tell you that, that, you know, people don't realize how blessed we are to live in this country. Um, I've been to other places, uh, even during COVID. Um, they pointed machine guns at us and told us to go back into our apartment um, in Europe. And so, People don't realize the benefits we have and the liberties we have in this country. And, uh, you know, when you hear people say, let's be like Europe, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll visit Europe, but I don't want to be like Europe. My parents came from Greece, and I even asked my dad one time, uh, would you like to go back to Greece again? He goes, maybe in the next 30 or 40 years. This is my country. And I think a lot of the, the immigrants, whether they're from Cuba or you know Dominican Republic or Nicaragua or Venezuela, they realize this is the country and the land of opportunity, and we live in a very blessed country, and we should all be able, thankful for where we live. I think a lot of people don't understand how blessed we are. Just go somewhere else, and you'll see how blessed you are. My guest is Pavlos Panagopoulos. He is the 
owner of his own agency, and he works for Satera Advisor Networks. And he is an extraordinarily well-versed person when it comes to understanding not only parochial or localized economics and financial advice, but he understands global <clears throat> trends, right? Because some of those global trends ultimately are impacting the nation and little old New Mexico as well in the final analysis, right? That trickle-down global effect has consequences even here in Albuquerque, even though a decision might be made in Europe, like this whole thing going on in Scotland, this whole green, uh, you know, uh, what would you call that, summit? If some of that legislation passes, it's ultimately going to have implications here in Albuquerque, right? Even corporate taxes. You know, uh, Ireland has the lowest corporate tax rate in the world. And now they're talking about making the United States raise our corporate taxes. And, you know, it's kind of globalization. Um, You know, there's a reason why we have lower taxes and more opportunity here in the United States versus Europe. Um, Again, you know, that's why my family came to the United States. You know, we don't want to go back to Europe. You know, it's fine to visit. You know, the Acropolis is beautiful and Greece is beautiful, but I don't want to live there. You know, people don't realize um, we don't want to be like everybody else. And having a standardized global tax rate is not what we want. Um, And again, same with the Green New Deal. You know, we don't want Brussels telling us, you know, that we can't have a large Coke or whatever. You know, I, I don't I don't need somebody halfway across the world telling me how to live my life. Right. Well, the other thing is, we I don't want to digress too much. Again, my guest is Pavlos Panagopoulos. My name is Jeffrey Candelaria, and this is Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you'd like to sponsor the show or be a guest, give me a, a contact through my email address, jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. I don't want to digress too much, but I will say all this talk about electric cars, and this is what the average person doesn't understand. Just to manufacture a lithium battery requires so much energy, so much consequence, so much resource. Number two, once we dispose of that lithium battery, it does so much damage to the environment, and no one seems to talk about any of that. And that car has 80 pounds of copper. Do you know how much copper mining, what damage it does to the environment? Now, granted, we have to have energy and electric cars are probably going to be the wave of the future but we're talking 2030 we're not talking 2022 i think people need to wake up and realize that fossil fuels are here to stay fossil fuels have load power but investing in green energy does make sense but we recommend our clients to look at energy as a broad pie and that pie right now 90 percent of it is fossil fuels Right. But what I don't hear economists talk about, most of the Biden administration people that he's, that he's put in place are institutional bureaucrats. I forgot the lady's name the other day. I think it was the head of transportation or economics, I forget, was asked a question, what is your plan to implement a strategy for economics? And do you remember she started laughing in the most condescending way, just like that bozo Kamala Harris she laughs like a hyena anytime somebody poses a serious question because these people have the Biden administration. I don't like it, of course, but they have so much influence over so much, uh, so many areas of our life. I think you know Washington in general has a disdain for us, the common man. Yeah. The people here on Main Street, you know, there's a disconnect 
between uh, Main Street and Washington. And I think that that's just an example of that. Um, they're they so in, far removed, out of right. touch. They live in they ivory eat, towers. Yeah. You know, they, they have uh, people will drive them around in limousines. They're not going and filling up their gas tank. They're not seeing that they're, you know, it costs 80 bucks to fill up their SUV. They're not looking at that. They're looking at, hey, this Green New Deal sounds good, um, but they're not looking at the implications. They're not looking at the implications of gasoline doubling in value. They're not looking at food doubling in value. They're not looking at, um, you know, insurance prices going up, housing prices going up. They're looking only at pie in the sky, ivory tower, you know, theoretical type of things. And because this is straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, and I'm a, I'm a libertarian conservative, I'm extraordinarily disappointed with the hypocrisy on the Republican side, too. I mean, to your point, most of those people who have all that power, including Mitch McConnell, the Kentucky uh, senator, who is probably the fourth most powerful person in the nation, he hasn't driven a car in probably t- 25 years. And let me give you an example. You know, the Republicans right before Trump was, um, you know, lost the election or didn't lose the election, whatever you guys think. But after, right, right, after, you know, right before the election, um, they had an opportunity. They appointed uh, Coney Bear to the Supreme Court. At the same time, they had an opportunity to appoint Judy Shelton to the Federal Reserve. And she was a hard money lady, and she believed in a going back to a gold standard. Now, our listeners may not believe in a gold standard, or you may not believe in a gold standard, but it had there somebody with a different point of view. Yeah. They have group think now in the Federal Reserve. And Mitch McConnell and uh, Lamar Alexander and the Rhinos in the Republican Party, they're in the Senate, blocked that appointment of Judy Shelton. And now we have Jay Powell. Jay Powell is appointed by the Trump administration. Guess what? He's probably going to get reappointed by Biden because, again, he is part of that Washington group think or deep state, whatever you want to call it. But they are what they call modern monetary theorists and Basically, it's Keynesian economics, old wine in a new bottle. Yeah, Keynesian, to remind our listeners, that's, uh, he was an economist in the, he was really a philosopher Russian. economist right in around the 40s, right, and the he Russian. said government stimulation, right, government being involved in your, your pocketbook is the way to solve economic chaos, right? Right, so and that's what they believe. Yeah, so in other words, when, when you read about infrastructure bills, another $20 million, which trillion, really, trillion, which, which, uh, trillion, sorry, trillion. which is a thousand billion dollars, by the way. So next time you hear about these stimulation bills, remember folks, what it's doing is devaluating your dollar in the final analysis. And you have to remember that every dollar has a value, right? And since what, 1973, you quoted this on my show about six months ago. Our dollar used to be worth, let's say, 89 cents in 1973. It is today worth like 23 cents. 23 cents. So Biden selling this infrastructure bill, when it's implemented, your dollar will probably worth be worth, relative to that frame of reference, maybe 15 cents. Right. And George Bush, let's be fair politically, doubled the national debt. Not to be outdone, Obama doubled the national debt. Not yeah. to be outdone by Obama, Trump doubled the national debt. And now Biden, not to be outdone by Trump, he's going to... Double the national well, debt. So right now we're going to be wants, at. He wants to quadruple. Right. Let's make that. Right clear. now we're at twenty three point five trillion dollars in debt, and there's going to be a point where our debt is so great that we can't even make the interest payment on our debt. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, they don't realize what's happening. But again, go to the gas pump, go to the grocery store, and you'll get it. 
Once well, you go to the grocery store and you go to the gas pump, you get what well, they're I think doing. Peop- I think people see it. It's 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 patently obvious. Right. Virginia was a great example. The election in Virginia last week, back on Tuesday, um, you know that gave everybody a wake up call. That you know the the elite in Washington, you know they're really worried about unemployment, Jeff, but they're not worried about yours and my unemployment. You know whose unemployment they're worried about? Their own. Yeah, being reelected. So that brings me to my next point. My guest on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelier is my new sponsor, Pablos Panagopoulos. What's your contact information? Uh, you reach us here locally in Albuquerque, 505-828-4068. We also have an office in Berlin at 515 West Rankin. Um, and also we are here in Albuquerque at 11,000 Spain. Uh, you go to our website, myfinancialsense.com. You can hear past radio shows with Jeffrey Candelaria. So just tune in anytime. Uh, just check out our website and uh Give us a call. And thank you, Nikki, for allowing you to sponsor my show. Yes, you know who the real boss is. Absolutely. That's it. You, you, you and I figured out that well, out. That wasn't too hard to figure out, right? But uh, thank you, Nikki, again. We appreciate that. And you have given me very solid, pragmatic advice. You're the one that advised me, instead of getting Social Security at early retirement, give yourself a bridge loan, uh, and then at, at you know as, as you defer Social Security, it's going to go up 6% per year. Where do you get... You know, a better rate than that. It's hard right. to get, but and it also saves you on your taxes. Right. So before you make that Social Security decision, give us a call. Uh, we have a no cost, uh, you know, first appointment consultation, no cost. Uh, so if any of our listeners would like to reach us, uh, you know, just call us up and we'll set up an appointment and we can go over Social Security with you and explain to you the ins and outs. Straight talk with Jeffrey Candelier. We're talking politics, economics, your pocketbook right here in New Mexico. So a year ago, we had the Trump administration, and again, the guy had a very uh, probably caustic personality. I didn't care for his personality personally, but I'll tell you what we had under the Trump administration, energy independence, a secure southern border, and we had a pro-business, what I call pro-business atmospherics that, that deregulated businesses being entrepreneurial and successful. Less than a year later, we have this... Chaos, chaos. Well, he's an incompetent, dangerous person called Joe Biden in office, and he's really just a shell. They've propped him up with his little uh, pocket square. The guy, you know, he, his popularity rating now for 20, strong twenty eight percent, right? But it's under twenty percent strong approval rating, worse than President Obama, worse than Donald Trump. So his policies in less than a year. Let's just talk about the economic policies but, but, where he's he's mandating that companies with 100 employees or more make sure that every employee's uh, being vaccinated. Right, the policy. And, and, and what's happened in real-world time? Didn't you tell me, even here at Sandia Labs, you want to give us some anecdotal stories about how right, They're anticipating ended. like 300 people not getting their jobs, walking away from their pensions here in Albuquerque at Sandia Labs. That could really greatly affect our economy here. It happened already in Los Alamos. Los Alamos has already lost over 300 people jobs, and those people were highly paid scientists, PhDs, highly paid with pensions, and they walked away from that. Yeah. So, again, uh, let me quote a famous president, President, uh, uh, basically President Bill Clinton, and we all remember what he said when he was running against George Bush Sr. It's the economy stupid. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. It is the economy and that's why you saw that election in Virginia change the way it is. Even the Senator Pro Tem in New Jersey lost to a guy that basically put up 
$2,500 and lost the election, he had been there almost for 20-something years. And keep in mind, everyone, Virginia is a, is a predominantly blue state, heavy black population, votes Democrat. And remember, last year, less than a year ago, or about a year ago, Biden won that state by about 15 to 18 percentage points. I forget, but it yes. was significant. Now, a person who essentially represents his administrative philosophy lost. And he was, a, he was a Bill Clinton person. He right. was in the Bill Clinton administration. So right. it was, you know, the, he was one of the establishment candidates. And he thought there was no way he was going to lose. So what, what it tells us is even predominantly predisposed Democrats in Virginia with a heavy black population who votes Democrat 90% of the time, when they saw that the Biden policies, which means higher gas prices, more for a piece of chicken, you, you may not be able to get the car you want because of supply shortages or whatever, even those traditional multi-generational Democrats voted for a Republican. Yes, even Carville, um, who was uh, Bill Clinton's advisor, said this woke policy, we need to get rid of woke Politics. The woke politics are killing the Democratic Party, and they're realizing that. Larry Summers was on uh, CNN last night. Larry Summers was an advisor for um, Obama during the financial crisis of 2008. He was saying what they're doing with the monetary, modern monetary theory is going to destroy our economy. So you're seeing a lot of backlash even from traditional Democrats. Yeah. Um, these policies are silly and you know, it doesn't matter how you wrap it. You know, it's still, you know what it's wrapped. It, it doesn't matter what you put a, you, know, you put a bow on it. it. These policies don't make economic sense. And, you know, we talked about uh, um, Keynesian economics, but a lot of people need to go back to uh, uh, Sir, Sir Adam Smith, you know, laissez-faire the wealth economics. Of the, wealth of, the wealth of nations, supply and demand. You know, curiously, he wrote that book and it was published in 1776. And in 5,000 years, Jeffrey, no country in 5,000 years, country empire, has ever inflated its way to prosperity. You think we could learn a little bit from history. But we want to tear down statues and we want to tear down our history because, you know, it makes too much sense. But you, you said it earlier, again, straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, uh, Pavlos Panagopoulos. The people making these decisions, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Mansions, the Biden's, the... The Lamar, the Lamar Alexander's, whatever. Oh, yeah, the, None of those, those people are all shielded from the policies they put forth because they live in ivory towers. They have limo drivers. They, have they don't chefs. have the same health insurance you have. Of course not. And by the way, and this is going to surprise people, did you know members of Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, don't have to be vaccinated? Interesting. So I they don't that. have to follow the, their, the policies that they put forth for us, the proletariat, Right. And we have to live with all of those policies. All and, now, and now they're mad about January 6th. Oh, God. And, you know, the analogy I use is um, my next door neighbor, I was a little kid. I had a little dog named Rex. And my little neighbor next door, um, Courtney, used to throw rocks and sticks at my dog. One day, my little dog jumped up on the fence and bit her in the face. My mom put my little dog, Rex, down. And all I could think about was Nancy Pelosi is that little girl, Courtney, next door to my house. Instead of like saying, gosh, I'm throwing rocks and sticks at these people and they're so angry, they're attacking our capital. What am I doing to anger these people so much? Now we want to find out why, how we can put the dog down. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about, yeah. hey, there is some complicit 
uh, responsibility. They were agitating. The average the person could care less about January 6th. Right. It, it was an awful day. It was a dark day in our history. It was not an insurrection. I mean, those people had no plan to take over the government. They went into the Capitol. And, and they were not prepared. Of course. No, they were not prepared. But, to, we but to say said, it was a takeover, a coup, is, is ignorant. It's, it's sheer ignorance. Right. It's, it, was, it was an awful day. Those people should be persecuted and punished. To, the, to the full extent of the law. But let's move on with our lives. But again, and the average American doesn't give a damn about January 6th. No. And again, it's a smokescreen. Because the now the economy is in shambles. Yes. The Better Business Bureau, I mean, the uh, Independent Business Bureau here in the United States says small businesses are at the worst situation they've been in 50 years. They can't find employees. And not just because of COVID, but because of the, the chaotic, uh, absurd mandates put forth by the Biden administration. So think about it, folks. If you owned a business and you had 189 employees and you said to each of them, you have to get a vaccination. And let's say even 20% of that uh, population said, no, you're losing 20% of your production. You have to rehire those people, which costs money. And just the fact that if there is one violation what is the penalty per person? I forget for that business owner. It's in the thousands right. of dollars. And what about litigation? Yes. What about litigation? So you know, do you want to own a business today under this kind of Biden administrative policy? It's that's why you should care. You listeners should care if you voted for Biden and you're still comfortable with what he's done to wreck the small business component of our econo- of our economic platform. You should be very concerned about that. And I you said. Um, when our listeners out there, don't take it whether Republican or Democrat. Look and see what these people are doing. Look um, at the individual right, person. Look at the individual policies. person and their policies. Again, I've, I've been vaccinated. My employees have been vaccinated, but we have no mandate in our office. Satara has no mandate uh, because we're each independently owned and operated offices, so we don't have to really follow that mandate. Um, again, I choose to be vaccinated. My employees have chosen to be vaccinated, um, but again, I don't. I don't want to put my what I think on somebody else. I straight that, talk yeah. with Jeffrey Candelier. My guest is Pavlos Panagopoulos. And I'm glad you said that because I can't stand Mitch McConnell and he's a Republican. He's the leader of the Republican party on a national basis. I can't stand the guy. He's a hypocrite. He self aggrandizes. So I don't vote for, for Republicans just because they're Republicans. I look and try to find out what people are convicted about, what their policymaking is about, because it affects us. And if you don't think so, listener, you're paying a dollar 50 more a gallon you're paying about 20% more for beef. Those of you that are living on the uh, on the poverty line, it's now, right, Pavlos? It's now a a pleasure, if you will, to eat a T-bone steak. A year ago, you could have maybe, the, the average person who was living even below the poverty line could have afforded a T-bone steak twice a week, let's say, for example. Now... You're lucky if you can afford, if you can get a good T-bone steak, by the way, a prime T-bone steak. It's now almost a celebrate, a celebratory experience because it's so expensive. Yes. And, you know, the dollar has devaluated just in the last year. Inflation was at its highest point, 6% this last quarter, greater than any other time. 6.2%. Right, 6.2%. Now, that's what the government reports. If anybody wants to go and look at shadowstats.com, Jonathan Williams, he basically shows what you know inflation was based on 90s uh, numbers, and it shows inflation is now almost 11%. 
So, so, so part of this inflation situation, I want you to define this. Straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, Pavlos Panagopoulos, your contact information again. Yes, you reach me here locally um, at 505-828-4068 or go to our website, myfinancialsense.com. And we have offices both in Berlin, New Mexico, and here in Albuquerque. So check us out on the website. So those of you that voted for Biden and hated Trump, let's dissect inflation. Since Trump went away, yes, he doesn't tweet anymore. Yes, he had a bombastic personality, but he had a pro-business, deregulated orientation or approach to business, correct? Right. And pro-energy. Pro we, were, we were a net exporter of energy instead of so now. So we were energy independent, right. which means there was so much supply of, let's say, gasoline. That, the demand was still there, but gas wasn't expensive because we had such a rich supply, right? Right, and that's also a national security issue. Right. You don't realize when you're beholden to the Middle East, now a lot of our policies that we may not agree with, we're now over a, literally a barrel of oil now because of what the Biden so administration So just to remind done. our listeners, when Trump was president, we had the Keystone Pipeline. We had fracking. We had uh, drilling in, on f- certain federal areas. But we had so much supply in our own country. We didn't have to rely on OPEC, the cartel in the Middle East, and go begging those people to to provide more supply and to help our state we had yeah. our own right okay so but i'm just reemphasizing the obvious because people don't talk about the obvious things they assume that we all know what's going on and sometimes we just don't right so the point is we had a rich supply of let's say gasoline a year ago biden comes in he thwarts or eradicates the keystone pipeline now he wants to cut the pipeline in michigan to canada pipeline number five which means we become more reliant on the cartel, on those Arab folk, which means there's less supply in our own country, which means gas prices go up because of you, of Adam Smith's supply and demand construct. Right. And then happy, happy for my clients, because we're investing in fossil fuels, natural gas, and pipelines. Sad, sad what's happening in this country. But so to we, the average person, they've got to pay now maybe $2 more a gallon for gas, maybe 3 So why is Biden... Why is he so antithetical to this obvious question? What is his motivation besides saying that it's all green, you know, friendly kind of policy when he knows the average American, eight out of 10 Americans, right, that are just people working or on retirement or on Social Security, paying $3 more a gallon, perhaps, how can he justify What is his motivation for 80% of America who's pissed off that they've got to pay that much more for fuel? Well, basically, you know, the Democratic Party was really for the small guy, the average, you know, union guy. And, you know, if Virginia is any example, those people, those, you know, blue dog Democrats are moving away. They're the common folk. You know, they may have a high school education, but they're those people got common sense. They see what gas prices have done. And they're, they're saying, hey, the law of supply and demand, if you cut the supply. But remember, as investors, we take advantage of whatever we can uh, we see this as a commodity super cycle. So we position our clients in investments that benefit from you know what's happening now. And again, if you use history as your guide, this is like the 70s. So Jeffrey, get out your sweater. Jimmy Carter is coming for you. Yeah. Well, actually, Carter was 77 to 81. And when, it, when he was asked at one point by a reporter, by the way, Biden does not take questions fluidly or openly. Everything he does is scripted because he's cognitively incapacitated and he's basically a liar. By the way, he is a liar. The other day, someone asked him a question about 
Are you going to reward, is, are, is your administration going to reward illegal aliens who came here, committed a, an illegal act, they're going to be rewarded, uh, those of those, those illegal aliens that were displaced from their kids, awfully, an awful situation, but irregardless, they, they were here illegally, he's going to reward them, he was posed the question, are you going to reward them $450,000 a piece? He said, no, that's garbage, quote unquote, correct? And then the next day, he was asked that question again, and I, I think it was actually his press secretary who's taking the place of Jin Saki because he's got COVID, said, oh, no, we are, we're going to let the Justice Department uh, make that decision. But, it, but it's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, some of those people who committed an illegal act by coming to this country are going to be rewarded hundreds of thousands of dollars, and Biden said it was garbage. He lied to the American people. Why doesn't the mass media call him on this bold-faced lie? Right. It's basically the consensus media. And, you know, I think they're getting caught with what's happening. I mean, I think they got caught flat-footed with Virginia. And we're probably really surprised some of the election results in New Jersey. So how do you say it, Jeffrey? You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And I think that's what they're finding. The issue I have with Virginia, straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, my guest, Pavlos Panagopoulos. You don't hear this kind of discourse on any other radio station that I'm aware of. That's why I call it Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. Thanks to Eddie Otagon for producing the show. Maybe you should call theirs Crooked Talk. Well, I, 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 don't th- I don't think they're crooked, other, other radio shows. I just don't, people, I don't think people have the wherewithal, the conviction, the, I don't know, the They don't read. I don't think they even read. Maybe, Maybe they, they don't, don't read. read. Yeah, but they're read not willing history. to put themselves on the line. I'm willing to put myself on the line and have conviction and say I cannot stand Joe Biden, I think he's dangerous. And I said openly, I don't care. You don't like it, don't listen to the show. I think he's dangerous. But here's my point. The, the Virginia uh, election, where you had uh, traditional Democrats voting Republican for the first time in maybe their lifetime, is a bellwether for things to come. But remember, a year is a long time. Right. So all these conservatives that think, oh, we'll, get, you know, we'll win the House back and the Senate, a, a day is a long time in the new cycle. So let's not get too complacent assuming that, you know, the conservatives are going to win back. Right. The, if the uh, election was held today, Hillary would be president. So just remember that. So you're right. Oh my the election is not held God. today. It's going to be held next November. Oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> uh, so getting back to this inflation thing, and I want to move on. Remember, it's not just affecting people's uh, gasoline prices. It's affecting their rent, their mortgages. which Their are investments, their portfolios. Their investments. Uh, it's, it's incentivizing debtors and punishing savers. Expand on that. So basically, if you have money in the bank and you're getting um, right now zero interest rate because the uh, Federal Reserve has said we're going to keep interest rates at zero beyond 2022. And if you believe the government and inflation is 6.2%, I think it's more like 11%. You're losing 11% of your purchasing power and not to you know, consider even taxes. So we have what's called the negative interest rate environment. And that's why we see, that's one of the reasons we recommend our clients put money in precious metals as a hedge against devaluation of the currency because that's what they've embarked on. Even in the 70s, you know, it was said, and I'll give a plug for Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was told by uh, Paul Volcker, who was then Fed chairman, Jimmy, if I need to do what I need to do, and that would be to raise interest rates to 18% to fix this economy, you'll lose the election in 1982 guess what jimmy carter lost the election and he was said that jimmy carter said well if it's the right thing to do then just do it paul yeah 
So I do think that Jimmy Carter has some integrity. Oh, I, I agree with that. I even just though think he, he, had, he was I, misguided in some I just, I just think he had misguided philosophical positions. But I think that, that Jimmy Carter had and still has integrity and uh, he had conviction. Biden does not. He's propped up. And here's what's dangerous about him as well. Not only is he cognitively incapable of putting a sentence together or having a conversation with a with a let's say a a, a person maybe he you know would, would would want to debate him, but secondarily, we don't really know who's in charge of the most powerful person in the world. Like, is it Obama? It's not Kamala. I mean, is it Pelosi? I mean, it's a number of people behind him, right? Because he's clearly not in charge. Right. He's a propped-up shell of a 90-year-old And, that, and I think that's why people are... And that's just, what's so dangerous. And they also, people I think are disgusted with Washington because there's no accountability, Jeff. Yeah. Nobody stands up and says, hey, the buck stops here. There's no, you know, uh, Roosevelt. You know, the buck stops here. Well, yeah. that was actually Truman. That Truman. Said that. Okay. Well, Truman, another good Democrat, that's okay. right? So we're not picking on Democrats, you know. We're, you know, there's a lot no, of courageous. No, we're picking on yeah, all the hypocrisy, exactly. all of it. I'm just, I'm that's just saying, why it's called straight talk. All I'm saying is the hypocrisy we're seeing with Biden is palpable. It's even more uh, ubiquitous and palpable than any other administration it, I've seen in my life, as other a, than perhaps Nixon's first uh, term. As a financial advisor, it makes my job very easy because I know exactly what he's going to do. I know so, what the Biden administration is going to do. So I invest great in question. energy, and, and so, it's, this, so my job you. has been really easy this year. Thank you for setting up the bowling pins. That's my next question. So how can an administration who is so incompetent and whose policies are so antithetical to security on the border, to economics, to small business, antithetical to you know ward, uh, thwarting inflation, how can somebody that chaotic be good for a financial advisor? And you see the stock market hitting all-time highs. And what it is, basically, is devaluation of the dollar. The stock market is a barometer for the dollar. And as the dollar gets devaluated, real things go up. But here's the problem with that, Jeffrey. The Weimar Republic, we know what happened in the end with that. that Hitler the, came that to power. Germany, right? Yes, Hitler came to power. But you remember what happened. Their stock market skyrocketed, Jeffrey. And gold skyrocketed. And in the end... They brought in the Nazi regime. So, you know, maybe the market goes up and it's great. And we're, like I said, happy, happy. We're making money. But sad, sad, the direction we're going into. And, you know, what I'm saying is um, it does make my job easy because I know inflation is what they're looking for. And this commodity super cycle, if I invest in, you know, commodity-based investments and stocks uh, that are based on commodities, we do really well. And, you know, again... My job is to try to help my clients maintain their wealth and expand their wealth. Again, you know, I, I can feel bad about what's happening you know, to our country, and I can express that on the radio here. But my job is obviously to help my clients expand their wealth. So if the uh, typical listener, probably 8 out of 10 has an IRA, right? They have a 401k. Let's just say the average person has $150,000 right now in their IRA. Obviously, with inflation at 7%, you say the real number is probably closer to 11%. Is, first of all, do you think uh, the inflation cycle is ephemeral or transitory, or is it more on a permanent basis? Let's start with that. I'll even use uh, Larry Summers. Last night, he was on CNN, and he was talking about you know the Federal Reserve and Jay Powell talking about transitory and um, Janet Yellen. 
they're like way off base. So he transitory, so transitory because he's temporary. Temporary, right? Right. This is not temporary. It is hard to get off that inflation train. Once that inflation train starts, go back to the seventies. Um, and even Larry Summers said again, a Democrat. He was part of the Obama administration. Paul Volcker, another Democrat, had to raise interest rates to 18%. So that right now, the Biden administration has two choices. They painted themselves in a corner, and they painted us in a corner. They can either try to inflate their way out of this, which is what they're going to do, right? Or they can cause a stock market implosion. They're not going to do that. So that's the way we invest. Because so define the two. So again, for our listeners, straight talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, my guest, Pablos Panagopoulos. So if he were to do to engage in an in inflation stimulus explosion, what you're saying is print more dollars. Print more dollars, make interest rates zero. With the value of the dollar. Right. Dollar. Okay. Do this infrastructure bill, you know, bridges to nowhere, um, human capital, whatever, you know, they're talking about, uh, transfer payments. He was even talking about that. He said, Larry Summers, again, was on CNN last night. He was talking about uh, transfer payments. He goes, that is a formula for disaster. He goes, I'm a Democrat. I'm a, you know, strong, you know, vigilant person. But he goes, that is just... And disaster. remember, folks, just a just an obvious self-evident reminder, Biden doesn't care. He lives in a mansion. He's he's driving a limousine. He's got a chef. They don't care about you and me. But if you continue to support Biden and this infl- in in uh, the infrastructure uh, number two policy, your dollar is going to deflate even more. It will be less valuable if, than before. Remember that. If you don't like the administration, come and see me because I'll help you expand your long-term goals and help you get to where you need to go and to basically survive this you know inflation super cycle that we've now embarked on and it is long-term not transitory so getting back to the average listener that has one hundred fifty thousand dollars in their 401k with this chaotic uh imbecilic uh you know incompetent administration we have to live with them for three more years where do you see that hundred and fifty thousand dollars with all the economic chaos surrounding it where do you see that $150,000 in a year? Will it stay at that level? Will it depends on how you position yourself. Right now Wall Street talks about these um, they have these uh, funds that are target age funds. So let's say Jeffrey you're going to retire in 2025. They tell you put your money in a 2025 target based fund. Well guess what? That fund is like 80% in bonds. So that 401k is going to go down in value because as they devaluate the dollar they're going to devaluate bonds. Our you know, approach on something like that, on that $150,000 401k, we're going to position some of it in precious metals that will protect for the downturn. Just like in the 70s, um, we saw precious metals. Precious metals went up tenfold. In 1980, gold hit $800 an ounce from like $34 an ounce. So basically, you have to position yourself. Oil went from $9 a barrel to $32 a barrel. So you have to look at the things that are going to go up in value, position your 401k into those inflation-oriented commodity supercycle investments, and again, happy, happy, we're making money. Sad, sad, Jeff, where we're going in this country. Yeah, and again, I, I, I still not, and not really clear as to why, what motivates the Biden administration and his handlers to put forth these policies, which clearly are welcoming and facilitating and fostering the devaluation of the dollar and more inflation. So it helps the mega corporations, the multinationals, 
people don't realize the Biden administration is for the big multinational corporation, the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google. Those, you know, large trillion dollar companies have benefited from the last two administrations policies. Now we have, you know, those stocks I just mentioned, two or three of them now are multi-trillion dollar companies. And so the small business, Jeff, suffers. Again, this is the worst for small business it's been in 50 years. The, the 50, international, years. 50 years. International Five, Federation of Businesses. You can go to their website and you can see in 50 years they cannot find employees to work. Yeah. You talk about this mandate. They're going to find less employees to work. So I want to talk about the supply chain because that can be a bit of a confounding issue. My guest is Pavlos Panagopoulos, the Terror Advisory Network, Jeffrey Candelier, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelier. If you'd like to sponsor this show, please email me at jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. You do not hear anybody talk this candidly in such a sober way on any other station. I don't, I don't believe that's true. At any rate, the supply chain. Remember, everyone, it's a, very, it's, it's a little more complicated than we think, and I want to kind of dissect it, and I want you to chime in on this. So something comes in uh, through a transport, a, a huge you know, ship from China, from T- uh, Taiwan, from Vietnam, Hong Kong, which is a Chinese port, and it's now stuck, bottlenecked, at Long Beach, let's say there's a thousand ships. Or Remember, Fairfax, Virginia. Okay, Fairfax, Virginia. Remember what has to happen. It has to be unloaded, which is a logis- logistical, uh, you know, physical chore. Then it has to be unloaded onto a truck. So now you need truck drivers. You need unloader, unloaders, longshoremen. You need sailors, which three okay. different populations so far. You need truck drivers. Then you need to take it to a Walmart but remember, they use what's called a just-in-time practice, which means a lot of these box stores don't have their own warehouses. Globalization. It was, it was a timing issue. Or you think about a train. Now I've just introduced five different logistical components of this thing called a, a supply chain. And remember, some of these populations are like truck drivers, sailors, longshoremen, warehouse people. Blue-collar. Blue-collar. Right. And Biden's chaotic, you've got to be mandated policy, you take away 20% of that population, there's your supply chain issue. That's creating it. And no one talks about how you dissect that. But there's also a silver lining with this supply chain, right? Especially in Fairfax, Virginia. You heard there was a uh, container ship full of ballots that never got delivered to Virginia. So, you know, it's Jeffrey. (laughs) Well, those are all Trump votes, too. (laughs) There's always a silver lining. Yeah, to, as a matter of fact, I'll, let me quote Larry Summers. This supply chain is not, I mean, yes, it's real, but now the ship ports are operating, you know, 24-7. So but the longshoremen don't right, work 20. Right, exactly. And but that's what people don't understand. Even right. though Biden, his idiotic statement, oh, I'm opening up the ports 20%. Yes. What they don't understand, the average American is, the train's... That you know, or the or the longshoremen, right. or the truck drivers, or whatever, they may not operate on that same time. Period. And and basically, it's it's like everything is happening, Jeffrey. You know, it's a double edged sword. Basically, printing all that money is also causing because law of supply and demand. So what we're seeing is a flood of money, and the longshoremen not. Yeah. So it's 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 a it's basically a formula for a train wreck, and that's and, what we're seeing. And remember, Adam Smith. Wealth of Nations, 1776, supply and demand. Kill supply. Why should you care about Biden's idiotic supply chain policies? 
because the mandate, if you take away 20% of the population in any one of those, uh, you know, in any, any part of that calculus, your meat, your fish, your, uh, your cheese, your bacon, your Christmas tree, your kids uh, present, the demand's there, the supply's not, it's going to cost yes, a lot. more. And be careful, because Christmas is right around the corner, and, you know, it is going to be a difficult Christmas for a lot of families this year. Yeah. Please uh, be charitable. Your contact information again, please. Yes, uh, you can reach me here locally in Albuquerque, 505-828-4068, or go to our website, myfinancialsense.com. And lastly, I want to mention securities and well, We still have time. Okay, we have time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can... But you've got to do your little... Uh, yeah, we got a few minutes out. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll uh, keep going here for a little while longer. <laughs> okay. Why don't we hear more about nuclear power as an alternative to, you know, splitting of the atom as an alternative to, you know, fossil fuels and all that kind of a thing? Even here in our state, you know, we're a blue state, and we basically, P&M, shut down their... Um, Coal you know, manufacturing. Yeah, and also, uh, they had a uh, Palo Verde. They are no longer involved with Palo Verde in Arizona, which is a nuclear power plant. Uh, Pinnacle West, which is the the utility company in Arizona, is going gangbusters. California, Jeff, has shut down their um, basically their, their nuclear power plants. And nuclear is one of those um, power. You know, it's it has a lot of load factor. And with new technology, smaller reactors. Um, Nuclear has been shown as one of the best green energy, but again, a lot of environmentalists are afraid of what's happening. Again, I grew up in Carlsbad. We gladly recommend, we gladly welcome the WIP project. It brought jobs to Carlsbad. I know a lot of people... And remember to remind everybody, you've got, you've got nuclear fission, which is splitting right. of the atoms, but you have then residual material left over... It has an atomic life of, let's say, thousands, millions right. of years. And they deposited that, in that the That has whip. to be stored right. safely. It's, it's so deposited that's what safely whip is, right? right down in the salt mines, down in the bottom of um, Permian Basin in Carlsbad. Um, really, the WIP project saved Carlsbad. I remember my dad, a big-time Democrat, standing on the corner holding up a sign, Welcome WIP. Um, the nuclear industry saved Carlsbad. And again, now with... What they're doing here in our in Santa Fe, they're trying to kill the oil industry down in southeastern New Mexico. We have one of the biggest oil finds in the world in the Permian Basin, and it's sad to see that we don't use our resources, you know, to their utmost. Again, we all are in favor of clean energy. Yeah, New Mexico, as recent as two years ago, had a three billion dollar legislative economic surplus, but since this idiot is the president now, that surplus will no longer be there. I know they have reserves. But that was a result primarily of fracking fossil fuel production right here in uh, southeastern uh, uh, New Mexico, right. correct? And remember I said it's also a national security issue because if we're producing our own energy, again, I'll go back again. We are totally in favor of wind power. You see those windmills all over New Mexico. But the wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine. You have to have something with some low factor. And that's the nuclear power, Jeff, that you're talking about. And now with new technology... It's much safer, and they're doing smaller reactors. And so, and you won't believe this, uh, the price of uranium has doubled in the last six months. So, you know, again, the, the administration's policies are so predictable, it makes it easy for investors to make money. Yeah. It's not necessarily makes us happy, but as investors, you know, 
we we know how this administration is going to do. We can to remind our listeners. Remind our listeners. Jeffrey Candler, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candler. Uh, uh, plutonium, which is a manufactured kind of synthetic material, made man-made, whereas uranium is a is an element. Right. Those are the constituent parts required to make nuclear fuel and fission happen. Yes. Right. And don't forget, uh, Hillary Clinton sold a lot of our nuclear, you know, assets to the Russians and Chinese and other people. So Russia, I think uh, France, 80% of their electricity comes from nuclear. So again, you hear this talk. The the average person doesn't pay attention to these things. I'm telling you. Right. You know what? You know what they'll pay attention? Wait till you get your P&M bill. Wait till you get your P&M bill and you'll see. Now our utility company is is going to be owned by a group called Allegred, which is out of Spain. And they're talking about doing clean energy. What are your thoughts on that takeover? Um, you know, first of all, it's a utility. So I believe in free enterprise. Do whatever you want. But I also believe in allowing free willing and allowing other utility companies to come into New Mexico. So basically, P&M has a um, lock on, you know, the utility industry here. And um, recently, I have a client. Uh, he's head of the um, Northeastern Reliability Council in the northeastern part of the United States, Jeffrey, and some of the laws that they've passed here in New Mexico is not favorable for reliability. So not only with this takeover of Allegred to P&M, our policies here in this state that the administration here in Santa Fe approved hurts us on reliability. Now, what is reliability? Well, we need reliability when Intel needs power to make those chips or Facebook needs power to, you know, um, so, you know, basically power up those servers in Los Unas. What happens, Jeffrey, when power goes out of our house? You know, so we need utilities to have reliability and load power because then we're going to have rolling blackouts like we have had in California. But most of that's based on coal. And the Biden administration is, you know, anti-coal. But I think it's also our state, Jeffrey. Well, our, yeah, state our state yeah, needs to look and say... Yeah. You know, do we really care what Why happens in Texas? Why do we keep voting Democrat all the time? Right. Democrats tend to be so antithetical to these obvious pragmatic policies. Right. I mean, I just don't. Some I just people don't understand that. might want us to turn into California. I personally yeah, okay. don't yeah. want yeah. that. I mean, I I want to have you know a bit more freedom and liberty and yeah. my power to work. You know, I don't want to have a bunch of you know traffic jams and um, mandates. You know, well, I, think I also are, don't want to believe that there's more than two sexes, okay? Because last I checked, men still cannot have babies, <laughs> despite what Pete Buttigieg says and some of these progressive, uh, you know, absurd liberals that you you can't even say breastfeeding anymore. You have to say chest feeding. You you can't. There there have been passports issued with more than two sexes now because of these ridiculous, absurd uh, policies put forth by some of these you know far left uh, Democrats. And again, I'm not just picking on Democrats per se. I, maybe I am. I think the Republicans are just yeah. as absurdly hypocritical and self-aggrandizing. At least the difference, though, is the Republicans still are overall more business-friendly. Uh, they they combat these inflation policies, and they believe in a secure border. Right. But I will say to you, Jeffrey, a lot of these social issues, whether on the right or the left, are a smokescreen to what's happening in the economy. And the people here in New Mexico and Virginia, know exactly what's happening in the economy. And guess what they do? They throw the bums out. And that's what I think we but need to do. The problem in New Mexico is 51% or more of the population depends on government to give them sustenance. 
So 51% or so of the population in New Mexico gets a check of some kind from the government, whether it's welfare, some social program, Social Security, whatever the hell it is. So they welcome big government in their lives because they get a paycheck every two weeks. It happened the same thing in Greece. I told you that. They had Chipras, the socialists, and basically they changed their government. So you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Let's just pray, Jeffrey, that people do wake up and see what's happening in their checkbook. And remember, it is the economy stupid, right, Jeffrey? (laughs) So read your uh, caveat. Okay, so... um, Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. To find out more about Satera, just go to our website, myfinancialsense.com. And uh, Jeffrey, it's great being on the show with you. Straight Talk is always awesome to We've got about converse. 30 seconds. Any concluding thoughts, your contact information again, please? Yes, if you want to reach us here in Albuquerque, um, New Mexico. Again, we have clients. We're licensed in all 50 states, uh, 505-828. 4068 again our website myfinancialsense.com and jeffrey great to be on the show with you you give such a great content and say great information to our community eddie aragon thank you for your wonderful radio station here kiva and the great speakers you have and the great ideas you guys uh, portray here at kiva great talk with jeffrey candelaria thank you for sponsoring the show if you'd like to sponsor the show give me uh, an email jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com thank you eddie aragon straight talk with Jeffrey Candelary.